Hate has no home here. Or does it? This is Rabbi Yitzhak Price with another episode of Tachlis Talks. Growth-oriented, partial-related Torah podcasts. We're up to the Torah portion of Pinchas. That will maybe get back into our focus today. But primarily today, we're going to be looking at an issue related to our current calendar period of time. We're in the zone known as the three weeks leading up to the very tragic date of Tisha B'Av, where there's often a focus on the background to that tragic day, the background, the foundations of Sinas Chinam, of baseless hatred that led to the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash, the Second Temple, and our need to get beyond that issue of baseless hatred, to correct that hatred if we are to restore the glory that once was. Well, hatred, as the placards, the signs, t-shirts all around America, at least right now, those of you on our side of the ocean, uh, hate has no home here, is seen on many a front yard, focusing on the determination to move away from a racism and, and a division based on all types of other arbitrary distinctions. But in fact, this issue of hatred that we all proclaim has no home here, but are we really immune to hatred, to sinna? A rather stunning statement of one of the great Musser leaders, the Musser whole movement of self-development and prospection and personal growth, um, heavily focused upon in pre-war Europe and then on these shores following that. But a man often referred to as the Saba Mikelm, the altar of Kelm, the senior a developer of character and of talent among the students of the Shiva network of Kelm, uh, in writing a letter to his students, and actually, I don't have the letter in front of me, but I do have how it's quoted in a phenomenal um, series called Kriya Bikriya, a three-volume set by uh, Rabbi um, Moshe Samsonovich. Those of you here in Cincinnati, that's actually the father of Mrs. Um, Kunin. This is Eti Kunin's father, Rabbi Simsonovich, a great scholar in Israel today. Those of you in Yushalayim, you are uh, maybe familiar with him. And the work that he wrote actually in Kiryat Sefer, uh, so Kriya Bikiriya, describing the lessons he taught over there. And he quotes over from the Saba of Kelm, from the altar of Kelm, <clears throat> that imtamod hetev, if you will pay great attention to this, to an element of that which you have not heard and that which you have not known, and describes over there that somebody who does not put great effort to reach, to develop a love for others, Without work, without significant work to accomplish a state of love, the default is that people will fall, God forbid, into the snares of hatred. A stunning statement, a painful to hear, that the default is that without express energy to shift towards love, the default is that we will hate. Whoa! We will hate? Do I hate anybody? Well, as he goes on to describe over here, quoting from others as well, Rev. Huttner, who writes that it's a mistake to think that machlokas, that feuds 
and fights are an abnormal state of affairs. And that shalom, that peace, which of course is addressed at the beginning of our parasha, Pinchas winning the peace prize, achieving a state of shalom. But to think that shalom is the norm, that's actually not the case. The reality is, is that naturally we are in positions of conflict and of competition and of not being there for the other fully. And as in this work, he continues to describe even somebody who develops a charitable open hand, maybe even an open home and is there for others. But are we really, really, really deep down there for all others? Or are we sometimes very comfortable with the fact that our colleague didn't get the promotion? that our competitor doesn't see success? Are we comfortable? Are we sometimes even appreciative of the fact, very tragically appreciative of the fact, that others don't get certain blessings that come my way? It kind of keeps me a notch above them, or at least not a notch behind them. Or do we love everybody out there so much? Are we so um, detached from hatred that we are thrilled to see people excelling and climbing the ladder even when we are left behind. If we, let, let's imagine, it's somebody we truly love. It's my sibling, my spouse, my child. They get a promotion, and they're right now advancing in a way that didn't come my way. I didn't get the work promotion, but they did. I'd be thrilled for them. I, I, would, I would be so happy to know that they are advancing. Imagine somebody that's been in a situation uh, let's go keep it in the world of career. And he keeps trying to have career advancement and doesn't work. And his child has just graduated and immediately gets a dream job. If it's a parent who really loves that child, of course I'm thrilled that they got that job. And, and let's even leave out the fact that they're no longer dependent on me and I'm no longer having to deal with who's going to pay back that school loan. Okay, I'm happy. But let's, let's say that that's not the issue at all. We're in an environment, there is no school debt. It's simply an issue of I'm happy for them. Well, if I love my fellow Jew, regardless of who they are, I should be able to be appreciative and happy and celebrating their successes even when I have not found the same life successes. So whether it's in terms of career, whether it's in terms of, of finding a marriage spouse, whether it's in terms of having children, whether it's in terms of having general health, financial health, emotional health, well-being, am I happy for the other? And if I'm not, then as this text is describing, there is a great concern that maybe there's a trace of what we would call in Torah terminology, hatred. Very strong word. But the point is, if I'm not able to be appreciating their success, I'm not able to want the best for them, what's, what's blocking that? The barrier against that is what is defined here as sinna, as hatred, if that's the case. And then we really are still in a world where even if I can proclaim hate has no home here, but inside I still have some vestige of hatred towards the other, something that blocks me from having a full love of the other, that still becomes our job to work on this and develop this in these days leading up to Tisha B'Av. Referencing a, um, one of the many books written by Rabbi Zelig Pliskin, where he focuses on interpersonal development, he has a section in one of his books on um, seeing the virtue of other people. 
If I have a disturbance, something's blocking me from appreciating that other person. Something's blocking me from loving him. Something's blocking me from wanting his success. Can I focus on his virtue? Especially if there's times that something about that person is rubbing me wrong and I'm at real risk of significant violation of the Torah's prohibition of hatred. Now, again, in another podcast we did talk, there are times that the Torah mandates hatred. There are, Torah, there are times that it's a virtue for me to reject somebody when he stands in opposition to God. But let's say we're talking about the vast majority of my social circle, the vast majority of my family get-together, the vast majority of the other people with whom I share a work environment or even a competitive element where there's no halachic reason, no real Torah reason for me to be hating them. Rather, I should be loving them. Yet I do harbor some resentment, some disturbance, some frustration can I look at elements that would shift me? As soon as you start thinking about someone's faults, he writes, make a concerted effort to immediately think of the person's virtues. Try to visualize his good qualities and the things he has done. This is especially important to do when you become angry at someone or if you're beginning to be involved in a quarrel, quoting from Rav Ruven Dov Dessler in Tenua Samosir. And so often, if we would highlight, look at the positive, and be able to bypass the negative. Train yourself to find even the most minor good qualities and virtues in other people. I, I can't. I see negative. I don't see anything positive. Absolutely nothing positive. There's nothing about this person you can find positive. Would their mother be able to find something positive in their behavior somewhere? Someone shared with me recently, he had offered to host a guest for several weeks, somebody was doing business in his community, and the third party had said, hey, can you host so-and-so? They've got to be in your town for Shabbos. And he said, okay, you know, have them join for the meals, Friday night and Shabbos day, times three weeks in a row. Well, after about the first half hour of the first meal, he was thinking to himself, how am I going to manage continuing to do this? This guy is just what we call in Yiddish a nudnik. He's just like nothing evil, nothing sinister, but commenting about everything with comments that aren't so socially um, common and asking questions about things that maybe shouldn't be asked. Again, nothing that this person was doing that was wrong, no Russian horror, but it was just rather uncomfortable until he noticed something fascinating. And there was another person sitting at the Shabbos table who'd been at this Shabbos table many times, maybe every few weeks for the course of a year. And the host had never managed to really engage him in conversation. Okay, pleasant reads, but couldn't get this person to open up. And the person always seemed like it was a little bit out of place. And this guest, this quote-unquote nudnik guest, the one who couldn't stop with his comments, had managed to ask the type of questions that got this guest talking and generated a conversation. And for the first time, he really sensed that that other guest was fully comfortable rather than just there and present. And he tried to be in tune to how did that work? What was he asking him? He actually learned from the experience. can't say he was thrilled with having this other guest there for all those next weeks, but it worked out because he could see a positive. And let me keep finding within his questioning how it is that he managed to help somebody open up and engage when he was heretofore rather closed and quiet or shy and, and detached. If we're seeing that negative in someone, let's be more creative and delve deeper and find a positive. We can't find a positive. What would we do if we were their mother? Would we not notice something positive? And if, not even that, 
But ultimately, what about their creator? Hashem loves them. Hashem is sustaining this person. Hashem cares about this person. Well, at least out of my respect and love of God, let me put my energies into loving this person as well. We don't necessarily have to enjoy everybody's company. We do have a mitzvah to love them, to care about them, and certainly to avoid having any animosity, any type of an attitude that is going to bar our capacity to appreciate something about them and to celebrate the positive that happens in their life. So hopefully it's really true that hate has no home here, that we really fight that state, the natural tendency to try to use the fact that somebody else fails to keep ourselves feeling comfortable. But no, 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 I don't want that. I want everybody else to succeed. We've probably referenced before, there's a medrash in Kohelis that every baby is born with their hand clenched tight, a fist. And on one level, it's the notion that we're naturally takers. We naturally grab to ourselves. We have to learn how to open up and be givers. But that very notion that our fist is tight, that we're naturally takers, we're naturally focused on self. It's a a favor that God does, that the baby will demand things he needs for his own survival. But as we grow, we have to learn to open up and not be so focused on ourselves to therefore view others as conflicting or competing, but rather to be open and enjoying everybody else's company in this incredible world that God created with all types of personalities and finding the positive or at least recognizing that if we see it or not, there is some positive there. Certainly avoiding that hate eliminating it to the degree we have such a banner, let it be the accurate truth that it has no home here. And if we have any traces of that hate, use these several next weeks to intensify our work on eliminating that from our inner core, inner thinking, be people that truly love each other, that are eager to see the success of the other, and be the type of people who will be far more likely to each achieve our tachlis.